listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. What's up, guys? Marissa here in the at the Lead Defend podcast. Here's my best friends, Ryan Scantling and Seth Tucker. Today, we're talking about finding community after college. Whip. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think uh, the after college time is really important, and, and it's really hard to find community. Let's be real. That, that post-college is a crucial time in somebody's life. They're still making key decisions. They're, they're really finding how they're going to connect for the rest of their life. Uh, what would y'all say? Do you think it's harder than the transition into college or not? Uh, I thought it was real tough. Um, just because you have a built-in age range of people, endless possibilities to be your best friends and just like hang out in the student center or whatever. And post-college, you know, you live in an apartment, you have a job, you may not find people your age. And I think it's difficult. Oh, it's so difficult. I mean, going into college was easy. I mean, it might have been people that I did not know, but man, they were all my age. They all were, you know, interested in the same school, so we might have some of the same hobbies or interests. I played sports too, so like I had guys involved. Like we had to spend every hour that we weren't in class together almost. So like you you put all that together, and and it was really easy in college uh, to to make friends. As long as you were somewhat interested in making friends, that is. But after college, man, you know it's a whole different ball game because yeah. you probably you're now in an in an area where there's every age demographic and not just yours. Yeah, mm. so. and even in college, it's like you have an event planner, like oh. your school, your clubs, all the things they're just planning events, throwing at you, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And post post college, it's like. You're your own event planner, and you know you better find the things in search. Yeah, if you don't make them happen, they really nobody's making them happen. Yeah, and, and I think this, as much as it is like a pro tips on how to find community after college, is really an encouragement to college students. Hey, take advantage of that season of your life. That's right. Live your best life in college. Yeah, yes. and then carry some of those relationships on through post college years. I think it's really hard for people when they go back to rural communities and when they don't live in big cities, especially, but. Mm. It's even hard for folks like us who live in bigger areas to find yeah. community. And I would say, like, especially post-grad, it, there's a building that, um, like, talent or skill of asking people to hang out and not being afraid to um, do that. Because, like I said, the events are, unless it's just like, hey, are you going? We're, we're going. And um, I think it can be scary post-grad because you have to be a little bit more like, hey, do you want to go grab dinner after work? And it's not all these things. Yeah, after you graduate, after college, you really have to put yourself out there more yeah. because there's no one playing the matchmaker role like your university campus does. Yeah. So what are some of those places where you can find community? Um, you know, personally for me, um, I'm friends with some of my baristas at a coffee shop I go to. <laughs> They're well, awesome. We follow each other on Instagram. But Marissa, the thing that you have to realize is they are trying to get you to tip them. All right, it, you you are literally paying them what? to be your friend. It, is, it, is, it has, yeah, yeah. I, I wait, don't wait, wait. So, so you, you here. tip your friend baristas? 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> how do I not tip them? We're genuine friends, okay? <laughs> you were paying them to hang out with you. I, we have to test this. You need to stop tipping them for about four weeks oh and then gosh. just see if they still talk to you the same way. I'm never going to look at them the same again. Okay, so so the coffee shop scene is not really my scene, but yeah. Marissa lives there. <laughs> That's where she lives. Uh, so, Marissa, h- how do you find in those kind of places that, that you make friends? Do you just walk up, talk to strangers, that kind of thing? How, how do you put yourself out there in those places? Yeah, um, I, can, I can be pretty chatty. Like, if somebody has a dog, oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. This is my my go-to is if somebody has a dog, I'll just talk to them about their dog. Because typically they love their dog, and... I love their dog. And so I'll talk to people with dogs. The baristas, like, it's kind of like over time, like, I will have seen them, like, every day for, like, two or three weeks, and then it's like... Like, you wrote my name, Melissa, on my cup. It's really Marissa. Oh, we know each other now. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. And I don't know. I am I can just find random things to chat yeah. about. And so I, I feel like we're friends for real. So let me ask this question. The... The, the people that we meet casually, because Marissa, we're both in our, our 20s, yep. um, so the people that we meet casually in public places like that, how do you transform those relationships into not just casual, but more mm. meaningful relationships? Because yeah. that's what young adults are looking for. That's what, that's what all of us are looking for. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, just the, sh- I think the person who can just be like, hey, we should hang out sometime. And yeah. if that person is weirded out, you know, you send them a text, they're not going to text you back and like, it's fine, and you just you meet new people. But if it's a good interaction, and I think people are all looking for friendships and, um, you know, are always interested in new things. So I think you say we should hang out. You get their number. I think it can be really casual, and you just say, hey, we should go meet up at the coffee shop, or we can go on, like, a walk. Like, I think you can make it sound, like, really chill. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. More people are looking and longing for interaction than what we perceive. Yeah. And so most people are not intimidated by saying, hey, let me let me get your number. We should hang out more. It's a compliment. Like, the, I feel yeah. like anytime somebody has been like, you be, you seem really cool. Like, we should hang out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so nice. Or my friends who maybe are a little bit more reserved and don't make that first step, they will come tell me that somebody said that to them, and they're so excited. And I think people also can communicate like they know what they're doing and they're confident and they have it all figured out, but maybe sometimes they just want new friendships and I don't know. Yeah, and and so there are also some ways. I think when you're sitting in coffee shops in public places like that, there are some ways to signal to other people that you're willing to have conversation and meet people. Like don't be buried with your face in a book and have yeah. your your earphones super deep in your ear. Yeah. Um, the yeah. earphones is an automatic. Yeah, like, no oh, go. no one's going to interact with you because you're in a very public place, but, and that's okay. If you don't want to be bothered, do that. But yeah. if you're trying to really go and meet people, then they're just some of those things that are, are helpful to shy yeah. away from, possibly. Yeah, and I think questions, like, even we were talking on our previous dating a- episode, that questions are always helpful. Just, like, asking someone questions, get them talking and conversing with you. I think that can be yeah. super helpful. Yeah, so what are some other ways y'all think of to, to find community post-college? Man, uh, I, I'm, I'm all for meeting people at church, and, and I think we have to be open to intergenerational friendships. Mm. Um, and I think there's so much that value in having friendships of people that are, that are older or younger than us. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it, God invests in us through people and he expects us to invest in others as well. And so there, there's friendships that, that aren't 
they're they're mutual, but man, that you're gaining wisdom from an older uh, an older person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things to do, and I, I'm a pastor, yes, but like one of my favorite things to do is to sit down with senior adult men in our church and just ask them questions. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> listen, like, you know, what do you look forward to in life, or what do you what 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 would you change through your his like through your your early adulthood or whatever you know just just to get to know people and to learn and and man those relationships are 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 meaningful and they last longer than just you know uh, I don't know somebody that I met in college like I'm I'm friends with yeah. maybe six people from my college really? yeah. So, so let me ask this question. You're out of college, you go to a new town, and you're finding a church. Mm. What are some things young adults should look for in a church that are really conducive to finding community? Uh, do you find a place that has a vibrant young adult or singles or maybe family ministry? Do you start one? Uh, I think that's something that people ignore. They, they don't look to start something in a church. Um, yeah, if you don't if you don't like any in just in life being being a, a, a leader an influencer, it if you don't like something about your culture, change it. Yeah. You know, and so like Ryan Ryan talks to college students about this all the time. I'm sure if you don't like what's going on, man, change it. Be the one that makes that change. And so if your church doesn't have a college ministry or a singles ministry or what a, a small group for that group, like man, make one. If you don't think there's enough young people in your church, go invite them to church. Yeah, there, yeah. there are enough, I guarantee this, there are enough young adults looking for community you bet. because they are. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think even on a different end of that, I think one of, I think initially post-grad, I was pretty hesitant to get involved in the small groups at our church or the church that I go to um, because it was all all young marrieds and um they were all really nice and inviting at church, but I was just pretty hesitant about a small group with that many young married people. Um, and so I will say, though, here we are a year and a half later. Um, it's one of the best things of my week, and it is really fun. And I, So I think sometimes, or my mindset anyway, was, you know, I don't want to be around that many young marrieds, and we can maybe alienate ourselves from, like, young marrieds and mm-hmm. um i don't know i think there is certain beauty to that kind of like dynamic and friendship and don't i don't know single people don't necessarily not be friends with or in a small group with young married people yeah i, I think you have to show value to it i walked in the church uh it was a couple years back and the name of their young adults class was pairs and spares so they're talking about marrieds and no. singles paired together so no. so i would say just Man, if that's the setup, like value each other. So single people value your married friends and married people value your single friends. Mm. But finding community, like how do you identify those churches that, that you may would fit into? Because let's be honest, a young adult moves to a place that's sizable and there are a dozen churches that they could check out. And it's very possible to spend a year searching for a church without meaningfully connecting anywhere. Yeah. And so how do you really dig in and find community? What are some ways that you narrow that church field maybe? And my wife and I, we, for the first time ever, picked a church that I wasn't being hired by. Okay. Yep. And so we, we, we put a lot of thought into it. And what we did is rather than like go from one church on one Sunday to another church on another Sunday, we went to one church for a month. And then we and we would go to another church for a month, and we just spent some time there. And then it wasn't just hey Sunday morning service. Like you need to if you want to find community, man, visit some of their small groups. 
Yeah. It's not enough to just show up on a Sunday morning and listen to a sermon and sing some songs and see who's sitting around you. Like, f- visit their some if you're seeking community, dive into their pre-built community groups. Yeah, you know, yeah. and visit those for a little bit. And I think acknowledging that relationships take time, oh, and yeah. so you're not yeah, going to visit a church sure. and they may make you feel welcomed as they yeah. should, but you're not going to be like, oh, these are my best friends. Yeah. Unless you're Marissa, um, <laughs> Marissa walks in a coffee shop and she sees fifteen of them. Don't she's like tip. all of these people. They're not passing the plate at church for a tip. I'm not paying them. You're not paying them for friendship. Or <laughs> <Where> am I? <laughs> <laughs> so, point being, friendships take time. So, give your church community time to get to know yeah. them, for them to get to know you, as you just interact. Um, and I just want to give this encouragement once more before we move on. Be bold in. And maybe starting a ministry to your friends. Uh, As you connect with people, invite them to your church because young adults are longing for community. Yeah. Uh, Be the person that hosts game nights. I have a friend, and, man, she's incredible. I I think she turns 30 this year, but all through college and into her young adulthood, she would host game nights at her house. She She hosts the best Christmas party I've ever been to. And so... Just by hosting those things gives all of us a sense of community. Even though we live a couple towns away, a couple towns over, uh, it's just fun to be a part of things like that. So if nobody's hosting those things, you be the host. Like Take it upon yourself to organize that and invite people because people want that. They desire it. So I think church is one place where we we find that community. I think it's probably the healthiest place for us to to bring community to. So like we can meet people other places, but man, let's bring them into our the body of Christ and find community there, build community there. But but I'd also say like man, hobbies were sometimes how I made friends. Uh, you know, I played golf or played basketball in the city league. You know, just things like that, little th- ways to to meet people. Uh, what are what are some of your hobbies, Marissa, and, and how you've used that? Just coffee drinking. I'm a professional coffee drinker. Yes. Um, so anytime I'm not here at the convention. Okay. So what's your I, drink of choice? You yes. go and you order. What 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 do you order? If I'm at Starbucks, I'm getting an iced coffee with vanilla and a little bit of light cream. And then if I'm mm. at a coffee shop, it's either. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Starbucks is not a coffee shop. What are you saying? Oh. oh. I don't know if this is the podcast for this, me. but man, we're on it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to address that, but um, at another coffee shop, I'd probably get a black cup of coffee because sometimes I'm very poor and just need like $2 cup of coffee. If not, I'm basic and I really love a vanilla latte. Mm. Just a vanilla latte. Mm. I think you can tell if a coffee shop is good by their vanilla latte. Because you can't make a vanilla latte. Are you even, can you even do it? Interesting. No, you can't. No. That's fair. And so so your hobbies is what we were talking about. Your hobbies hobbies. coffee coffee. shop hopping. Um, You know, I'm trying to think what are some, I really like to hang off my friends. Um, I have, I think in the past year, um, I have one friend who kind of like your, that girl you were talking about who's really great. He hosts a lot of, like get-togethers at his house, and he'll do like Monopoly board yeah. games. Or, Ooh. I think those friends are so vital, um, especially if you're a big people person. I love just spending time with people and hanging out, listening to music. Um, I I think a lot of my hobbies just revolve around like coffee shops and people. Yeah. Like I'll take my grandma to coffee. I have a friends, so I can't. Aff- so you uh, make friends through friends. I make friends you, through friends. How you meet yeah, people. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, people that's, that's a great encouragement. Yeah, uh, I, I think for me, some of the hobbies, uh, right when I left college, when I was out, uh, I made some money refing soccer 
And, and I love soccer, but but yes. some of those guys that I refed with became great friends during that That's season cool. of my life, just because yeah. we were traveling to games together, and it, and it was just a fun time. So I think through work as well as hobbies, you just mm. connect with people and man, take those relationships outside of the workplace, like grab dinner with people and and hang out. Feel free to do those things, but also. Uh, Man, disc golf got really big a couple oh, of years ago, yes. and I am not great, and I am uh, not incredibly passionate about it, but I had a bunch of buddies who loved it, and it wasn't so much because I like disc golf, but because I wanted to hang out with those That's friends, right. I would go disc golfing. So I would even give this encouragement, man, find some things that maybe are not your favorite things to do, but wherever your friends and wherever the people are, get there. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it, that's relationships, though, is yeah. it not? Like putting your own desires aside to, to spend time with someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it can grow. Yeah. Like, I bet you have an awesome forehand disc golf throw now Dude, because I, of that. I don't even know what a forehand disc golf throw is, which yeah. means it's probably not awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but I, I'll say this because I think that this is something that's missing in a lot of, especially single people's community after college. And you know, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about, man, let's encourage each other all the more as we see the day drawing near. I need friendships and relationships just to encourage me. Because let's be honest, life sucks sometimes. I mean, it gets it hard. hard. Yeah, and, sure. and in those seasons, you need to rest on friendships. And you have to have that community in church, but also just your friends that you hang out with casually, hobbies and, and different things surrounding that. So, And I'll even say, like, if if you struggle with maybe some social anxiety, um, just grab a friend, but you want to socialize, grab a friend. Um, I think that is, I have some friends with different social anxieties, but they, they so desperately want to make new friends and have those deep friendships. Um, I think that can be hard and, um, but grab a friend who you can take with you, have a buddy. I think that is always super helpful. Someone who's just like along with you and you don't feel alone. Hmm. So I don't know. You know, as we've talked about this, I've just got flashbacks to like kindergarten, first grade. When, oh man. When you were taught how to make friends and, it, and it's interesting that, man, those are still things that we need today. Same like, skills. Don't hoard all the the pink starbursts. You know what I mean, right? Yes. Oh, like pink are the best. you share a pink starburst. Hey, but if, you've got if you a friend would take the life. pink, I would take the red. The so. red. Oh, if, as long oh. as you split the package, wow. it's completely okay. Okay. Yeah, just share okay. your crayons. That's, that, that's the way to make friends. That's the way to make friends. Yeah, I'll carry a Here box of crayons with me when I go play golf next time. Yeah, when when Marissa, when you go to the coffee shop, yeah, yes. take your crayons and uh, just offer to share and yeah. instant Start friends. Picture. Stop paying them. The baristas will no longer be your friend just because you pay them. Yes. Just because I brought them the crayons. I'm paying them a different payment though. It's from money to crayons. Yeah. Mm. So. I Am guess I not true? Enough? So if we can boil this down, friendship is about giving people stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's, yeah. You know, I'm not going to argue Good with point. it because it definitely helps. I mean, I'm going to be friends with somebody that lavishes yes, me with gifts. That's it. <laughs> Okay, I think that may be a good place to stop. Okay. <laughs> we just want to encourage you to Things find community post-college. Yeah, hey, thanks for listening to Lead Defend. Uh, follow us at Lead Defend on Instagram, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference, or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app, and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead.
a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.